Oh, just save. Save. Welsh. Check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Backbone Sunday session. The cricket's back on, the beers are black flowing, and I, of course, am joined by Nathan Cutters, and we have an absolutely huge show for you today. We do. It's a very exciting show, Nick Brown, and we're kicking off with what looks to be a, a future Unify band, in my predictions. Well, they have been signed to Unify, so it all matters. Well, Unified, it, the, the D, the <laughs> you, D. You piece of shit. Next we, year, they're locked in, I'm telling you We do have now. a big show on. I'm going to be rebooking download later on in the show. We've got yeah. our first ever interview, Nave, and I don't... <laughs> this is exciting. I, I tell you what, they say I don't do mo- more things to improve the show. I'm doing, oh, wow. I'm doing everything possible, and we've got a nice interview, too. It's a good one. We've also got the flashback. Unpopular Opinion is back. After last week, I've been slanted. Uh, some like. Mosh pit coordinator. Oh, no, my, what's he my, done? my friend from Union. I didn't mention him last week because he was in New York. Oh. But uh, he said to me during the week, he said, How dare you? How dare you say that early parkway, early bringing a rise in his trash? Oh, God, he's, not happy. He's a millennial. I can't really help it. He can't help it. But anyway, we will go on to our spotlight band, of course. And we are going to talk about the newly signed band from what I assume was Sydney because every, every pop punk band seems to come from it's there. It's true, they but do. Apparently, these guys are from fucking Wales. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there? How have they found these guys? Seriously. I don't know. This band are called Dream State. They've recently been signed. Uh, they are Welsh, as we said. We've got to, we're going to play a song called White Lies in a second. But, Nath, I'm, I'm usually a bit against these. Fr- uh, and pop I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, uh, Yeah, not a I am. I'm not a pop punk guy. And, it's not. and sometimes I feel like, um, unfortunately, with the success of bands like Paramore, Tonight Alive, and even on a lesser extent, Evanescence, yes. uh, every band who has a female-fronted singer always get compared to them. They do. And, and that kind of always drags me down a little bit with certain bands because I always I can't help it like subconsciously I'm always going oh, it just kind of sounds like Hayley Williams or Jenna McDougal or yeah. uh, Amy Lee kind of thing them. Yep. but I really like this female uh, the female singer here these guys are good man. like the, the way they actually play musically they, they sound really really kind of good they, they're kind of technical if that makes sense so like a pop punk band normally they're pretty generic with the guitars the drums are all pretty stock standard but these guys do a couple of really cool things a couple of architecty moments with the guitars which I like and the chick's voice dude like some chick singers, like you say, they sound very similar to Jenna, or, which is always compared to Haley, like that pop punk sound. When you can actually do a couple of things, Arc Enemy singer does it, like obviously screaming and stuff, but this one does really, really well. <sighs> Who knew a pop punk band could have any sort of technicality about it? They're not too technical, but we will play the song. Better than average. Yeah, I'll they, give them that. <laughs> I, they, you know, they played a teaser. I immediately downloaded it, liked yes, them on Facebook. You did. You and got there first. Actually, oh, not Nate, happy at all. Nate, before, I, I, you know what surprised me? And I, I looked on them and I'm thinking, I thought they were still Sydney when I when I clicked on their Facebook. Oh. It took to you to tell me that they weren't from Sydney, which yeah, true. Cr- crushed me spiritually. <laughs> because I was wondering why the fuck these guys are on Download UK. Yeah. They're on the download. <laughs> makes sense. Makes, yeah, it makes a bit more sense <laughs> of what I thought. I thought they were just making Bridges, I was going really to They were going to be my next week's interview, and now I can't be bothered talking to the fucking Welsh. I can't understand them. <laughs> anyway, this song is by Dreams Day. This is called White Lies. Secret. 
Oh, Nathan, I really enjoy that track. It's not it's not usually my cup of tea, mm. but I actually quite like that. It's something about that guitar at the end. The like that's a really metal kind of thing. So like a lot of metal bands bring that kind of melodic melodic Ooh, guitar over the top of the riff, I which do. is something I, I don't think's utilized enough in pop punk. So hearing that kind of technical stuff actually separates them from the the generic bands that just play a riff. Like you got two guitarists playing the same riff. That actually mixes it up, and she's got a really good voice, as you can hear there. I uh, I, I must say there is. Uh, I'm gonna you know give a shout out to somebody in the comment when they comment All section right. on Facebook when they uh, did get signed. Yes. Uh, somebody you know commented saying, "Oh, you know, I'm a, a proud mum here, so excited for this band," and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool," and that kind of furthered my like my sense of okay, these guys are from Sydney. Yep. Well, it turns out she's not a, she's not a parent of any of the people of the fucking band. <laughs> why why so she, why'd she why introduce she... herself as? <laughs> I, I, are you serious? Why is she a proud mum? Like, maybe she, maybe her kid did something that day. I don't know. She wanted to comment it on something, and she thought, you know what, this band. Like, I have no idea. Dropkick, absolutely drop. We need you to joke. We we need to get going. Uh, we got our first EP review, Nathan. Uh, we th- do. This one was released a little bit over a week ago. Uh, because we had such a jam-packed show last we week, did. we had to kind of push this back a little bit. DVSR, formerly known as Devastator. I do like the name change now. I've, kind of, I've gotten used to it now. Yeah, it's cool. I barely remember they used to be Devastator. Have a new EP called Therapy. Seven tracks long, 27 minutes long. Uh, how how do we like this, Nathan? Yeah, not bad at all, Nick Brown. So <laughs> another a, a rap rock band or rap metal kind of band. So South Sydney boys. Rap gen. Rap gent, yeah, very, very, you're right, very degent with the the music, but um, degent, kind of, no, degent. Scrap that. Go back. <laughs> get rid of it. No, no, we're not, we're not getting rid of it. Oh, you're a pig. Okay, well, yeah, DBSR. So the rap, the actual, the rapper himself reminds me of the dude from POD. If that makes really? sense. Really? Okay. So a couple of moments there, and there's a rip off. I'm telling you now, Nick. So the song was called "Slave to the Beat." Yes. A blatant fucking hacktivist rip off. Oh, mate. Hacktivist by hacktivist. Go out, listen to this song. Then listen to Hacktivist by Hacktivist, and you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" But cool, not 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 bad at all. Um, yeah, like these always, these guys give off Hacktivist vibes. These guys came around in the same time, but they kind of dropped off a little bit. Hacktivists haven't like taken off by any stretch of the imagination. No. But uh, I feel like these guys, you know, it's hard to listen to them if you are a Hacktivist fan and not kind of get those similar vibes. There yeah. are some really nice tracks on here. I'm a big fan. What's your of, I'm a big fan of the Devil in '95s. I think okay. that's I think that's my favorite. I also like Ready for War, the la- the final yeah, track, cool. because it's more it's more just a rap based track. Um, there is there's a really nice riff in Therapy as well. I can't, I think I might. Like like the back end of this EP a bit more than the front, the front end, end. That's which, cool. which I don't know. I don't know if that's because uh, I, maybe because I pay more attention to the back end because I think the front end usually gets usually the most band. Well, it gets jam packed with all the big singles, which it kind yeah. of has here. But uh, like, what are you kind of overall, Nate? What are your kind of thoughts on it? Uh, I don't mind it at all, dude. I was, I was a bit surprised. Like when you told me to check him out a few weeks ago and I, I was a bit lazy, but having listened now, I'm glad that we're doing the review because I'm a fan of these guys so far that like a lot of like where is actually I'm going to raise this question here rap rock around or rap metal like where where do you see the future of it like do, are these guys going to be the Australian version of hacktivists and say kind of underground do you think they can actually progress to being really popular or where do you kind of see it like, nah they, these guys will flu- uh, these guys are going to be just, yeah they're going to yeah. be in a, constant, uh, a consistent state of flux they will be I, I yeah. don't see them it's a very hard market isn't it? It, it is, it's not necessarily a difficult like a really difficult market but when you've got a band who's already done it and a very similar style yes. and like I do like I, look it's hard because these guys unfortunately when you are tuned to the same kind of tone uh, t- same tuning as activist and you've got a rapper and you kind of got that genty kind of feel to you yes it's very difficult to distinguish yourself so I don't know like it's 
I can't see him breaking it too big. I really like the band and I would like yeah. them to go bigger. But yeah, it's rap in metal in general. I think there's there's always going to be a place with it. Oh, like, for sure. there's, there's always there's always bands doing it, man. Like it's, it's just it's always going to be huge, and especially with the new metal uh, new metal core kind of thing or the bounce core as we like to call yes, it. Yes, bounce core, uh, which is huge right now. It's just kind of and they always every now and then you know you see a band like oh, I'll say Stray Stray do it all the time. You know they're they're essentially that, and you, all these uh, kind of new metal core bands always have elements of the rapping in it. Yeah, it's kind of scream rap. Yeah, they'll do like you know well what. Chapel, like White Chapel, in a more extreme example, are huge rap fans. Like yep. the um, the singer does, so he does a lot of like really, really quick, almost rap screams, and is really, really sick. very impressive. Like very hard to do. I don't know. How, I don't know how anybody can do something like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's something. I, it always will be in metal. I I don't know if there will be a resurgence of it, like a, just a consistent kind of a rap based metal, like who would break huge. Yep. But you know, there's always a chance. Like you know, we've seen it happen before. So yeah. like, there's always the opportunity for it. I just yeah, I can't see it happening too far. Too what, big. With these guys yeah not yeah. very very good release though so well what what are they gonna hopefully from here we actually get to see them tour around australia a bit more and hopefully then jump on unify kind of thing download potentially yeah Do you see them that thing or more the kind of invasion I've, kind in, of level? invasion definitely Perfect. i yeah. think that uh i you know you say this a bit and you say like you know certain bands missed the boat like you say oh i remember oh, oh, the iconic nathan Custerson saying yeah. in hearts wake missed the boat uh you know with their with, with, with arc. arc literally yeah. on the arc to the water <laughs> yeah. missed the boat so uh, like floating and, around and the i ocean. feel like these guys were kind of popping off about a year and a half two years ago and they just kind of you know whether, stagnated whether, didn't yeah, really do anything well, they just okay. didn't release anything they yep. weren't really touring too much they didn't I didn't see them too much in Melbourne and it was just kind of yeah like you know you got to strike when the iron's hot sometimes and even as a local band that could be the difference between having you know 5 to 10,000 likes and having 15 to 20 and kind of breaking through that mould yep. and yeah it's it's still a good release I, I really enjoy it oh, but I'm the same yeah it's, yep. it's one of those things they would have been good on, on an invasion fest I don't think yeah. they're playing there so I'm going next week so I shouldn't you know who, are. I shouldn't know who the fuck's playing <laughs> <laughs> but Nathan Moving on, Nathan, this, this this is groundbreaking this, stuff. This is tell you what, Nath, I've uh, I've gone out of my way here. How'd you do it? How did I do it? How did I do it? Well, I, I always wanted to do uh, in, I always wanted to interview some people, and uh, I I thought why not start with somebody who. You know, a band who we used to play with, yep. uh, guys who were always good to us, and band, yep. band who was always good to us. You know, like we played many shows with them, and we always used to like them. They were good, good as a band good when they were in a long shorelines. And now with their new band, I thought this is a perfect kind of time, isn't it? Yep. Like, yeah, you know, I might as well start with somebody I know and then try and work it out. I'm also trying to get an interview right now of a rapper that's coming out from the states. Very nice. But good God Almighty, the chances of me getting that are slim to fucking none. <laughs> <laughs> but you got hey, to put, hey, hey, put your name in. You got to ask. We'll talk about you it yesterday. You gotta, yeah, you can, worst thing that can happen. You just get uh, told no. So I don't really care being told no. I've been told no all the time. But Living ends break, Nick. They send an EP to Green Day. Green Day went boom and then boom. Look at them now. They're, like they've been Australia's probably biggest punk rock little band for 20 years. Exactly. So I did sit, uh, I did sit down with Invertebrate guitarist Andy. Um, yeah, we talked for about 10, 15 minutes. I will play the interview in a second. And uh, yeah, this is this is really cool. Nathan. We're, breaking, we're breaking down barriers here. Very excited. And I am joined by Andy from Invertebrate. Andy, you've released this new track in Ghost Pains after releasing Vile and Parnivore Francais. Does it feel good to get back on the wagon after a few years out of it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't even explain. Like, pretty much we've been so quiet for the last, I don't know, two two years. Um, just trying to get everything, like, prepped up and everything ready. And it's it's just so good to be finally, you know, getting to the end, you know, the end product part and, you know, being able to show everyone what we've been working on for so long and, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. As you said two years. Is there is there a reason for that? Is it kind of just uh, life's kind of getting in the way and kind of slowing things down, or is it kind of is this like a meticulous plan? You guys are kind of starting to uh, kind of fully flesh out. 
Yeah, um, it, you know, like it, that does come into um, part of it. Um, I mean, we all are pretty busy with um, work and stuff, but um, that I wouldn't say that that's majority of it. I would say um, more so um, we've been after experiences, you know, all of us having old bands and stuff, we've kind of really put a lot more time into what we're doing with this new project because the, the way we see it is like, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Let's do it properly. Like we know what, we know the mistakes we've made with our last bands and where we could have improved. So let's just do it properly. So we've been writing material for two years. It was about 15 songs that we ended up wow. all sitting down pen and paper and going like, all right, what do we like about this? What do we don't like? And then condensing it to like six songs. And um, yeah, so it's six, just, real bangers <laughs> is that a is that a hard process to go through you know like narrowing down 15 to 6 like i'm sure there'd be a few uh few debates and it might get a bit fire at stages wouldn't it oh yeah it definitely does and you know most most people in bands know that but it's it's how you work how you work around it and um yeah so like there was there was definitely um a lot of tension you know like um a lot of guitar parts especially for me that I was like, Oh, I actually really like that. Yeah. The guys were like, uh, <laughs> it might not really, doesn't really work yeah. with where it's at. So we, you know, and like at the time you're really like hung up on it and you're like, damn, like that's such a good guitar riff or whatever. And, but then, you know, you get to the stage where you're like, like now, like, like everything has turned out so much more better than, what it what it was at the start that you know I couldn't be any more happier. Is there uh, is there any advice you'd be able to give like you know any any new bands kind of coming through the ranks like you know we've we kind of both did it a few years back and you know like you said you made some mistakes I think we would have made about ten times myself and uh, Static Revenue back in the day. Is there, is there something in particular you kind of look at and go man like there that is the dumbest thing you should do? Um, I, I feel like um, I feel like if, if I was to give anyone advice and. This is this is what I do with anyone that like asks me about, you know, wanting to start up. I always say, put put the money into it. Yep. Like, don't go to the cheapest, um, you know, the cheapest um, producer or the cheapest, you know, um, graphic designer for your um, um, album artwork or like just put in the money. If everyone works hard. Um, it, it turns out so much better and like that's what we did like we ourselves what we did was is um, we were all putting money in um, you know working so that we could go to you know the better producers and um, you know get that because um, the producers is like the sixth member of the band really like they come up with some really cracking stuff like when you're in the studio so that was um, that was the main thing and like I really learned a lot from that like and um, not that we didn't do it in our old bands, but it was more so like, um, more so like in our old bands and stuff. What we were doing is, we were just, you know, saying, you know, we were push rushing ourselves, yeah, and not really, not really like thinking about what we we're doing. We're trying, you know, just trying to get in there, get it done, so that you know it wouldn't cost us any more. But with all of our new stuff, we're like, all right, well, we've got the money there. Let's just take our time, you know, really work on each song, make it as good as we can, get as much input as we can from our producers. And it's the same with all the um, 
all the other stuff that comes out of it, including videos and all that too. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, you know, you got to take pride in what you do. And like when you are a bit older and you kind of have the budget, there is more, you have a bit more flexibility there. And it's something that um, I definitely agree with the whole rushing things out. You know, back in the day, like it was something that, you know, it was, you know, if you recorded a song, real, realistically, I want to release a song the day after I recorded it, even though I knew that was physically impossible. But it was just like, you know, everybody wanted it now. And like, you know, that was kind of, that was the scene it seemed like back then, you know, every, every other band was doing something. So when you recorded, it was kind of like, well, why, why aren't we getting this out straight away? Like it just said, yeah, it's a, it's a really weird dynamic back then. You do have a, uh, a, a vocalist, uh, Nathan Koff. I just want to touch on him quickly because as somebody who's kind of seen him perform a few times and uh, not really as, as of recently, but, you know, back up, you know, doing it for Ival for a couple of shows. Uh, he's one of the best that I've seen kind of, especially on the local, like on the quote unquote local scene, I guess. Uh, how good is this guy seeing him on a week to week basis? Yeah. Um, it's, it's really funny. Like when, um, a few of the members in the band, we actually we actually used to all go and watch um, his old band, and um, it's 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 funny because I never would have thought, you know, three years later that I'd be in a band with him, and yeah. um, even at that time he was just there was just something like 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 I'd never seen anyone, you know, perform like how he does, and it's just like, and he's and his vocal techniques are just. They're just so crazy. Like we just jump into a vocal booth and we're like, yo, um, do it this way, do it that way. And he just, he just nails it every time. It is. It's something that's, uh, it's quite scary to see because, you know, you, you kind of, you look at yourself and go, how, how, how can he do that? Not me kind of big is, um, what's the, what's the writing process behind these new songs? Is it something like, you know, uh, you get everybody together and you write, write it like that, or is it kind of two people in particular kind of doing the bulk of the work? Um, so pretty much. Pretty much how we work is uh, our drummer Nathan and I. We we pretty much get together probably about three to four times a week. Yep. And we just write whatever whatever we've got you know in our heads. And pretty much we get a bass. So we get the you know the bulk of it maybe like you know like the drums, bass, guitar. And then what we do is with that we then get. Um, you know, our other guitarist, Sam, who's really good when it comes to um, lead and, um, you know, ambient um, sorts of stuff. And uh, so he'll come in and he'll add his, um, like, influence on it. And then what we do with that is um, then we will, you know, cough um, Nathan, our vocalist. He uh, pretty much what he does is, you know, while we're not, um, while we're doing all that, he'll be writing his own lyrics and have ideas and such. And, um um, he'll then come in and, you know, put his own style on it. But, um, with our EP, um, a lot of it, um, a lot of our lyrics actually came from our old, our old bass player, um, Tom and, um, he, uh, yeah, he, he, um, so the songs that we're releasing at the moment, um, Tom actually wrote a lot of those vocals and, um, like we have no bad blood. Um, you know, he's in um, his own band Scourge now and with um, all those guys. And um, yeah, so we're all on such good um, terms that he's like, you know, like even though like he did like I, like he did all the vocals, he's like, you guys just, you know, use them as you will. And because we, we, we had all the songs ready to go and um, yeah, things fell apart and we and um, he um, ended up moving on. And yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much how how it works, really. 
Yeah, it sounds like a sounds like a beast brewing. I don't know if if there is, just report to me because I want to cover it on a weekly basis. Are you saying you've got the three, you got the six songs ready? Is there any particular time that we can expect a full project coming out? Because you have released three songs. Uh, is there a timeline you're looking at right now? Or are you just kind of taking it day by day, or what's the plan? Um, we do have um, we do have like a um, like a very broad guideline on what we want to do. Like we've got. You know, we, we do have another film clip for another single um, that we're sitting on and we've got a whole bunch of um, playthroughs and things like that that we're going to drop um, as well for each of the songs. And, um, yeah, so pretty much um, I, I guess we have, like, a time frame on when we want to drop stuff, but when we're not really like, oh, we need to do it on, like, say, the 23rd or whatever, like, you know, um, yeah. pretty much like that. Yeah, of course. It's, it, it's kind of, it is one of those things you got to kind of, it, it's a hard way to go about it because I think, you know, especially from my, from my perspective, like, you know, it's kind of, everybody has a different opinion on when you should release things and like people coming in from the outside as well. So it's good to yeah. have kind of a set goal and kind of have a kind of sturdy mind in that sense. Uh, it, it's, ah, sorry, going aside with the project, uh, live shows, surely, surely. Every time I see you, I ask you, when are you performing live? Because I need to you know, find out where I can drop acid and have a good time. And you never tell me. You keep <laughs> saying it's in the works. I, I, I've, got this, I've got these tabs like right next to me. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't say we've got anything locked in at the moment. Um, because we're, we're kind of at the, um, you know, the end of the year. We're, we're, we're not sure, like we're not really sure if we're going to push for our first show before the end of the year or make it, um, you know, at um, the start of the new year. Um, we, we're not too sure yet, but we are like fiending to get out it and get out there and play some live shows. Like we haven't done it for so long and, you know, going from bands that would, you know, do maybe a show every couple of weeks or so, like, and to go from two years to almost three years now of not playing shows and sitting on, you know, these songs and trying to make them like, like all, all we're looking at is that live show. Like, like we all talk about it. Like when we're going to do it, when we're going to do it. And um, so we're pretty much just tossing up whether we try and get a show in for the, um, the new starts or just maybe push it over to January, February. I think, yeah, a lot of it has got to do with timing as well, isn't it? It's kind of like you don't want to, if you push yourself out too early or for it, you know, and like, especially if your first show, you kind of want to make it a big deal. You want to, you know, you don't want to just jump yeah. on a, on like, you know, a last, a last band on the bill on some random show, you know, at, at you know, at your yeah. local, you'll kind of want to make it at least somewhat special and have a bit of time to build to it as well. So I probably would expect it probably being next year going off all that. Yeah. Uh, final question. Yeah. I, you know, I get this, I get this every week when I'm at work, I go, they always ask me, they ask me, they go, Nick, when is there going to be in a long shoreline static revenue reunion to a happening? Uh, is that in the works right now or am I just talking to myself? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much. Um, the, the deal with that is like, um, we, we always talk about doing a, um, a reunion show with the long shorelines, but Adam, our old vocalist, um, or the old vocalist in the long shorelines, he actually lives in Queensland at the moment. <laughs> So pretty much um, when we talk about it, it's, it's kind of like we'd have to plan it on a time that he's down, but he is actually living, looking to move back down to Melbourne. So 
if he ends up doing that, I'm sure we can arrange something. <laughs> well, it sounds like we've got two different marketplaces. We've got Victoria and Queensland locked down. Uh, thank you for your time, <laughs> but Andy, uh, it's been it's been good. First interview ever on this show, so feel special for that at least. Uh, we're going to go out, but we're going to play Invertebrate, uh, Vertebrate, sorry, and this is Ghost Pains. Vertebrate, Nathan. Ghost pains. I think. I don't know about you, but I think I heard a little bit of beef before. Oh, what's going on there? What, what is going on no, there? No, of course there's nothing, nothing there. No, there's nothing. It's all, it's all in good fun. They fit a lot into two minutes into that song, don't they? They do. That's that, exactly. That's, <laughs> there's two a lot minutes, of stuff going on in that song. Two minutes is a perfect song for this show because we don't want. Oh, like, we always we kind of have a cutoff when we do when we do songs. We yeah. don't want to like if, if a song's going for four and a half minutes, we'll cut it short. Yep. So two minutes song, we can play the whole thing happy, happy days. Exactly. And that being said, I don't know how long that dream state was song on. I think that was probably eight, three, three and a half. Maybe. Eight minutes. God damn. <laughs> but yeah, that is Ghost Pains in, uh, from Invertebrate. First interview ever. It's exciting times at the uh, Backbone Sunday Sessions uh, headquarters, Nathan. I tell you what. I can't believe they haven't played a live show yet, Nick. That, they sound really, really tight and really good. And we know the boys pretty well. Fantastic dudes. And they're going to be doing a few things next year that are going to be pretty exciting. Do you think it's like a... It's hard because like, you know, as, as we said during the interview, it's kind of like everybody back when we were doing it yep. and back when they were doing it, it was kind of like, you know, you play as many shows as you can and, yep. may, and you might like, because we never even, we never even released a film clip. So we never, we never got that Imagine far. Imagine that. Oh, man. You'd be jamming microphones up your ass. I, I would literally, it would just be me drinking beer for three minutes. That's oh. <laughs> Get out of it! But, get out of it! But like it's yeah, it's, it might be it might be the new way going forward how to promote your band, kind of like get the songs out and then yeah. you know, and then try and build a following before you even play a show because then you have got more chance of getting in, getting a people to it. Yeah, build a little bit of a following, like have people share it around, share your video, post it on your Facebook, post it on YouTube, which they've done. They're doing it a different way, and like you say, might be cool, might work out really really <sighs> well for them. Hope it does. 
It's exciting times. Good boys. Good boys. Uh, we will move on, but Nathan, uh, we, we, will. Need, we need to talk about your favourite festival, it looks like. Oh. Um, well, I've actually got a few mates that are, have gone to Gizfest this weekend. Yes. Nick Brown in. It's actually... It, it's really grown this festival. It's grown from being in a paddock with, I think there was a couple hundred people there. Now they've actually done it at the Melbourne Showgrounds, which is really massive. So I'm pretty sure that's where they're doing download next year. Yep. So like if they're, even if it's only one part of it, like that's a big effort for Gizfest. And like, I really, really like it's entrepreneurship, like from an Aussie band. Cause like, obviously you got Ozfest, you got like Notfest, um, established things like with Slipknot and Ozzy Osbourne doing their own festivals but now to have that with Gizfest in Australia it's kind of like, not saying it's ever going to get to the heights of that but it's cool to see a, like a, a local Australian band doing something like this so not doing the 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 established festivals and trying to do their own thing. It's cool. Yeah. It's it, different too. It is. It's, it's a really cool thing. I, 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 you know, have you heard any reviews from the festival as of yet, Nathan? I know they friends? were absolutely blind. I know there was a shit ton of weed there. So that's about all I can establish. And there was a lot of bands, there's a lot more bands than I thought that international acts and everything. So yeah, I, I'd love to see how many tickets were sold, how many tickets were even put on sale for it. Cause yes. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, they're not, I'm not expecting them to go to the 50,000. Oh, of course not. Course if they get anything around 10,000, you think Ooh. five to 10,000 is yeah, massive. Like, well, you got to think unify seven and a half and every, Everybody talks about that. So anything over five thousand Giz Fest is doing really, really good well, things. It shows it shows about the band. You know, I um earlier this year I got to see them at, at Coachella when I went you over did. there in America. Can you believe they play Coachella? How, how cool. It's how much very is that? huge, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. And like you know, they had a really nice crowd for it as well. Like people really appreciate this band. Like, you know, Coachella this year wasn't much much of a rock thing, it was more of a rap yeah, thing. It was. So they were one of the kind of like the because they're like a psychedelic prog rock band, really. Like they have they have uh, like EPs are like three songs long uh, three songs long and, they, and the EP goes for 48 minutes because they, they, they will go for 15 minutes each the songs they have released that many things this year I don't even know what's what I don't know if they're rehashing old albums they're releasing new albums what they're doing they do a lot of stuff like with it's ridiculous a, with, with a name like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard oh, it's like I, every time I say it, I still don't know if I say it right. That's the problem. I I love the band for it. Is it King Lizard and the Gizzard Wizard, or the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, or King Wizard and the Gizzard Lizard, or Gizzard uh, Gizzard Gizzard Gizzard? Anyway, that sounds like a good Stormzy song. Uh, um, <laughs> I think you're dropping acid with the wrong people, Nick. These guys are I haven't taken, right up your alley. Didn't you hear before? I haven't taken my tabs yet. I'm waiting for the inverter breaking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we move on now to something that you've been very, very excited to do, oh, Nick Brown. This is interesting. You, so, oh, I'm so obviously, download the first seven one in Melbourne has been um, released and introduced, and tickets selling pretty damn well. I'm pretty sure oh. at the moment, or is it controversial? I They're don't not know. going. I can't tell. I oh, know I bought a ticket. You probably are getting a ticket within the next couple of weeks. We've heard, and hopefully. With this thing that you've done, you've you've gone out on a limb and you're gonna rebook the festival yourself. So I, I don't know how you've done. I don't know. So you have gone with the same budget that the original guys you think have estimated and priced it at. So yes, how have you gone in doing this? Okay, so yeah, from from early reports, I haven't. You know, we can't guarantee this, but I haven't. You know, there hasn't been much kind of said about the download tickets. It's I, true. I, I they haven't only, posted anything, yeah, have I, they? I yeah. haven't seen anything like, you know, selling fast or getting quick or anything like that. And usually they're... And you don't even have to be selling well to do that. Sometimes That's just a marketing plan uh, companies do just to kind of make people buy tickets quicker. Yep. So it's like, you know, and, but I just feel like from what I've heard, it doesn't sound like it's selling as well as I uh, thought it would. Okay. You know, I was talking to someone at uni and uh, it was me me and this other person who, uh, like, you know, who were looking to get tickets. And he was like, you guys would be the only people I know who actually get them. And like, you know, we're in that kind of range that you'd hope that Downley would be going for. Yeah. So it might be a bit worrying here. Uh, so what I have done is that I've I've gone I've taken the lineup that they, that they have yes. and I've kind of modified it to what I think would have sold better. Ooh. I've gone from our estimated budget, of course. Like, yeah, if you like this lineup at the end, let's be honest, it's the, what we expect bands to cost probably isn't what they cost. So uh, say you're thinking a data room is a million. 
you can, you can get two bands kind of thing, half well, price. Is that the kind of thing you're doing? Uh, or in, like, in certain senses, yes. Like, don't remember. That's a hypothetical. They're, well, not, they're not a million bucks. Of course don't, not. don't you dare tell me that. Just a hypothetical. Yeah, of course. But, throw a number. But I have, uh, I, have, I have taken a lot of bands who are in the festival and kept them there, but I, I have changed a lot of, a lot out there. Oh. This is a, I've decided to target three different demographics usually as, as a most. So I've gone for the metal kids because this is a metal festival. So yeah, it metal is, guys, predominantly. Uh, yes. I've gone for the unit, what I call the unifier bands. Okay. So the heavier stuff. And I've gone for pop punk, actually. I'm not a pop punk guy. You hate pop punk. So I need you to have you buried it? What have you done to it? I have no idea how I've gone here. But I want to know, I want you to I want you to tell me if this lineup is uh like if the pop punk bands I have picked are suitable for this because this is going off my very limited pop punk knowledge, but I feel like I've done all right. So we I'm gonna start from the bottom. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna work my way up who I've kept and who I've traded in, traded out. Are you ready for this, Nathan? I'm excited. Yeah, okay. bring it on. Okay, Alpha Wolf stay. Alpha Wolf have to stay. Uh, great band. You know, there's four types of uh, uh, festival bands to me, Nathan. There's headliners. Yes. There's draw cards. So bands that you look at and uh, you go, okay, I'm going to go because of them. There's yep. add-on bands, which I call like you know. So if you're looking at the lineup right now, you'd be like, oh hell yeah, corner playing. And then an add-on band would be like an Ocean Grove. Fuck yeah, Ocean are playing. Oh, that might that might get you to buying a ticket. You know what I yep. mean? Like yep. if, if the draw band isn't big enough, and then there's nothing bands. And I think that the thing the problem is with this download is there's a few what I call nothing bands here and uh, it's just okay. it's a bit unfortunate but yeah that's that's just the world we live in right now you're you gonna name names or you just uh okay bad cop bad copper yeah. nothing band yep. uh i really i, I who's nails are they good? Uh, no, Nails are, Nails are a decent band, even okay. though I, I have replaced them. I'm just, I'm just throwing music at Hot Water Music? Yeah, Hot Water Music are a nothing band. Sabaton? I, sa- no, Sabaton are good. Yeah, Sabaton, really they good? stay. Okay. Anyway, so I will keep continue. Uh, Elf Wolf, stay. Cursed Earth, stay. Nice. Chase Atlantic, first band to go. Oh, uh, God, okay. Okay, I, like, I don't want to pick on the local bands, but I, I need it. You know, pop, pop EDM rock band doesn't deserve to be on this lineup. We're trying. I know you want to be diverse, but you know, when you've only got 30-something bands, or you know, the actual lineup has like 28, but my lineup actually has 32. Tonight Alive... So you don't well, with your budget. Well, okay. tonight alive actually are on the lineup. They keep sal- they keep telling me they are, but they're just not on the poster. So I've That's just put retarded. them in. So and What's going on there? I've gone for one Triple J Unearth band, which will be, which will uh, be won by Fornhill. That's my uh, <laughs> I've decided to pick, and I like Fawnhill, so they're good. Uh, Chase Atlantic are out. Bellhaven are in. They, they both cost good. nothing, so there's yep. no there's no real financial uh, win or loss there. Good get. Clown stay great get. Yep. Uh, King Parrot and Cycroptic great for the metal guys. Ocean yep. Grove great get. Bad cop bad cop. As I said before, I'm I'm here to sell a festival. I'm not here to meet a diversity quota. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, but an all, an all, just because they're an all-female uh, punk band doesn't mean I have to like them. They're shit. Like, I'm sorry, Nathan. I, 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 Don't hold back. I, 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 I'm, Bring it home. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get a band who has been in demand uh, every sound wave for the last, uh, since they were at la- their last time they were here. Go on. They haven't been to Australia since 2010, Maximum the Hormone oh, from Japan. Jap uh, boys. They are, it's something that uh, is good that is that, you know, Japanese bands do cost a bit, bit less because flights are cheaper, less, less closer. flight. Yep. yep, closer. Um, um, these, you know, these guys. Every time there's a sound wave, AJ would get flooded with tweets going, "Our oh, maximum the hormone going to be on." They're one of those bands that don't cost much, but they are. They have a following, and they have a real following with both metalheads and what I call the Unify kids as well. Yep. Uh, if you haven't checked out Maximum the Hormone, I might have to play a song next week for yeah. you because like, they Man, might well. they might be my spotlight band next week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're there. I really like them. Issues uh, out. No, oh, that's not surprising. I'm, I'm getting rid of these kind of what I call half between Unify and pop punk. I'm, okay. I'm going to distinguish the point because I feel like issues are just kind of one of those bullshit bands I don't deserve to be here uh, straight from the path are on uh, straight, Good get. straight from the path they'd be cheaper than issues they are uh, they Better. have new album new album so it makes sense to have them more on. relevant yep. Na- nails out uh, okay. 
Oh, so you, you've, yeah, you've nails, them. Yeah, I have axed them. Like, I know a lot of people do say nails are great. Oh, I just don't see it. I want to okay. get, get a band that are kind of are, like, you know, get, have a bit of a crossover following as well. Co- yes. Code Orange. Um, okay. Mosh Pit Coordinator will love this as well because these guys are kind of like a cross between metal and hardcore, which is yep. really good. Uh, they are kind of a, not, a nice suitable replacement for nails and they haven't toured in, long, in a few years, so it kind of all makes sense. Yep. Tr- Trophy Eyes, great get. Keith yeah, Northlane, great get. Great get. Uh, story so far, great get. Yep. Mice and Men, gone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, this this goes against a bit what I say because they are a new album coming out, so it would make sense yeah, to have them on. Seems kind of right. But, okay. But, and we had this little bit discussion last week. Uh, yep. We were kind of saying, what do you think about Austin going and all that? I feel like their stock has dropped significantly. Oh, shit. I, yeah. I feel like they are so irrelevant now yep. as opposed to like, even looking at their YouTube views, they're just not quite getting the numbers of what maybe they should be. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, we'll review one of their songs later on. It does, it does nothing to do with the quality of music. It doesn't really matter about the quality of music when I'm booking this. It's about what kind of kind of setting that they are and how much they cost. But because of this, Nathan, because oh they would cost a lot of money, these oh no. guys, I've gone for a double. I've gone oh, for a, I've God. Go, I've this gone, is okay. This is where you're doubling up. Yeah, okay. I've gone for an Australian and international. So I've done two doubles here, yep. both Australian and international. I've gone Columbus as my pop punk boys, okay. who would cost absolutely fuck, fuck all, let's yep. be honest, and August Burns Red as, my, as my Unify guys. Should be on Unify. Well, let's be honest. Yeah, should be on Eva Festival. I can't uh, believe new, that. New album just dropped. Makes it all, sense. It all makes sense to you. Like, come on, let's, let's just be, let's be smart when we're booking this. Boys, uh, Hot Water Music out uh, again. Nothing band. I've no idea what the fuck they're doing here. They, they, it just baffles me. Some of the gets they like. Yeah, there's there's curveball acts and there's like, but there's you know there's kind of right curveball acts and I feel like I've replaced it with a right one. Okay, it's very hard to tell how much these guys would cost because I know so little about them. I've I've gone off their Facebook likes, their YouTube views, so I couldn't really go for an international. I've gone for a really good Australian band. Australian bands obviously cost less. We we understand this. Australian bands, yep. you understand why our Parkway tour festival hall sometimes like seven years ago they toured Festi Hall yep. and their tickets cost like twenty five bucks. Yeah, because they're Australian. If they were international, they would not cost twenty five bucks. Simple yeah. as that. Uh, I've replaced them with Carnival. Carnival, uh, great yes. Yeah, Carnival are a band great yes. who uh, cross over really well. Metalheads love them because I think, as you oh, would say, them. as you would say, they're Australia's version of Tool. They yeah. are, and which kind of sums it up. They're a fantastic live band, man. Like they are one of the best ones going around at the moment. Anyway, moving on. Sabaton, uh, stay. Neck deep, stay. Falling in reverse, gone. All Ronnie. Uh, they toured last year. You, they toured last year. There's no point. You know, like, I don't. I don't know why. Yeah. Pardon? Go on. Yeah, well, they, they're, they're gone. They got a new album out, but uh, they toured last year. I don't think there's much Album's in them. Trash. Sorry. And, uh, I've I've done the double with them as well. Okay. These guys are a significant band. I'm going international I'm, or two Aussies. What have you uh, done? One of each, of course. Okay, cool. So, uh, Nail Blanscaras are my metal band oh, from yes. Australia, which I again have a huge following. Oh here. yeah, and they do. Again, would cost fuck all. AJ, I think, still owes them about five grand from Soundwave back in the day as well. So Jesus. You know, I'll, I'll, we'll chuck in the extra five grand if we got the money. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to shout this one out, Nate. I'm going to have to let you tell me if this is a good get. Okay. The Wonder Years. I've seen these blokes. They are very entertaining. Are they Jason good? likes these boys. Yeah, he's, he's done songs with them. He's big, big friends with them as well. They are. They uh, seem like cool dudes. A lot of members in the band, Nick. A lot of people on the stage. Is there really? Okay. Yeah, well, there's might, a lot that, of blokes on the stage when might, I saw them in Seattle. That might hurt how much they cost them. More people. Ah, that'd be right. But uh, yeah, I feel like they're a good. They're a good get as well for the pop punk kids. Like there is a lot of good pop punk on this lineup right oh, now. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, um, well. Arch Enemy stay. They, yep. They're a great get for all the metalheads. And Monomath stay. A great oh. get for the metalheads. Same with Gojira. Suicidal tendencies gone. Oh. Mm. 
This is where, Ooh, this okay. is where it gets, you, this gets tougher. This gets tougher now. Uh, so fourth line on the, the headline is here. Yeah, uh, the reason why I'm getting rid of suicidal tendencies is because I'm booking for a festival. Uh, the festival demographic isn't the suicidal tendencies demographic. I feel like they're a bit too Older. old. Yeah. And I don't think they've got that much draw in them. I want to okay. get a band who's released an album. And you know, this is mainly because I need one unified band to be in kind of the top nine, which have their logos, yep. like, as, as the download lineup would suggest. Yep. I've gone into Shikari. This is like, you know, I, I really, I'm happy with this pick, man. I'm really happy. The spark just came out at all. Planets are aligning for this festival right now. Big Roo. At Big Roo. Big Roo. And you know, Suicidal Tendencies obviously would cost a lot. They're, yeah, they you know, they're kind of like punk legends. So I guess <laughs> I'm, I, it's very hard to tell who would cost more out of those Thrash two. Punk. But I, I've kind of just, I've, they're, I'm kind of calling them they're going to cancel each other out, okay. which is perfect for me. Yep. Uh, no effects gone. Oh, again, boys. Again, uh, you know, this kind of two old pop school. punks in a row here. Yeah, but oh, I'm, no. replacing, I'm replacing them with a... I guess would I would consider more a more relevant pop punk band. Okay. Uh, Some forty one. Oh boys, I Derek. Like, I've I've gone really hard at like modern bands, but I feel like you need the occasional kind of throwback, throwback. band. You do. And, and some have released an album to 2016. Last time they toured was 2014, and they were, had massive oh, we crowds. We? we had massive crowds. People love Sum 41 for oh. some reason. They they're like uh, yeah. they're the alternate alternative version of Blink. They're, as I've always said they're a better version. They of Blink. are. Let's they're be just, honest. They're, they're a better, better. They're heavier, heavier, heavier yeah. version of Blink. They're so much better than them, and they would draw a huge crowd. Good Charlotte gone. Oh, Violent Soho in. Uh, Soho. I, I feel like I'm saving money on this one, especially. I, I, I originally had a day to remember, but I'm going to save them for Unify next yeah, year. Yeah, nice. Um, I like that. Because I want to. I'm thinking ahead, and I think they. I think they have uh, Unify have some kind of uh, an agreement associa- kind association of, with yeah, downloads. So, you'd have to. So I think that that's a good idea. Um, Violence are a staples in the festival game. Like people love them. Like yeah, I'm not a massive fan of them, but like yeah, the trophy is pe- coming up to that level. Do you reckon never? Like do you reckon they'll be ever? Like, Tell you what, they're, they're pushing. Like, are they that one coming through that? Because, like, be. Violent Soho were massive. Like, they headlined our Unified last year. Yeah. One of the headliners. So, like, our Trophy Eyes on that path, you reckon, with their next album, they can potentially push up to that. Ooh, tell you what, they're like, you know, with their new single and that, they have, they have the ability to go big. I they don't can know, cross I don't, over too. I don't know if they're that big. I don't okay. know. It's hard because Violent, like, they've gone way. They've gone, like, in all, all, all jokes aside. Yeah. Like, and I, like, we take the, I take the piss out of Violent Soho a bit, but yeah. like, they're way too big than what they should be. Like, they're way <laughs> bigger than what they, anyone has. You have any, said that. They're better. They're bigger than what any, they have any right to be. And, yeah. like, but they are going to be on this lineup. They wouldn't cost much as well. Mastodon, stay. Uh, and now the big three. I've changed all three, Nathan. <laughs> You're joking me. I've gotten rid of all three. Uh, staples of new metal. Mainly because they are staples of new metal and the rest of the lineup doesn't reflect that. And if you're looking, if you're a... Boy, oh boy. If you're a, uh, a fan who's looking at this lineup and you look at the first three, a lot of people just turn away and they wouldn't even look at the rest because they're the biggest names. They're like, they're the top three names. So like, yep. you, know, you look at them first, they've got the biggest writing. So yep. why not look at them first? I've gotten rid of Limp Bizkit, out. Deftones, in. Deftones have, okay. Deftones have relevance to them and they would also... Fun fact. Cost less. They would cost less and they'd be playing around the fur and full. Oh, Jesus. That's a draw. So, and, uh, and they, you know, I'm assuming, you know, with, with the setup stage and all that, like, I feel like the big bands are going to be getting a longer set. So they probably have time for about half an hour worth of whatever, like, like classics or whatever it is, you know, like, so they, they can chuck in a few others. They, they can chuck in Rocket Skates, they Diamond Eyes. They could play guys. 40 fucking songs, mate. Oh, mate, they could play, they could play all night and I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, really, uh, Limp, and Limp Biscuit, from what, from what I've seen uh, in terms of like, you know, there's a website that you can check out. It's from 2014. Like, yep. it shows how much bands cost. Okay. Limp Biscuit are a lot of money. They cost a shitload. Fred Durst said that. Yeah, I feel like it, it must be. And so I, I'm saving money here. Uh, Profits you, of Rage. 
Yeah, I'll actually ask you this question after you've done the. Okay. Uh, Profits of Rage, out. Uh, okay, no Morello. Yeah, I, no Brad Will. I feel like these guys no would cost a shitload just because of their name value. Like, they're like, who's in the band? Tom Morello costs apparently 15 grand alone, like him. Shit. So, like, you know, that's just him doing acoustic stuff. So imagine <sighs> him in a band scenario, he would cost about Playing 10 times hits. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've gone for Lamb of God. Uh, metal metal gods yeah, in all gods, sense. Yeah. Like, they you know, are. like everyone loves Lamb of God. This is a metal festival. I'm yep. trying to push that demographic, especially in the uh, the top nine. I think I've got like four metal bands here. Mm. So I'm really, I'm trying to push the kind of the bands that uh, people actually pay to see. And these guys, uh, while I did tour a year and a bit ago with Slipknot, yep. by the time the festival comes around, it might be time for them to come back. And it's like, you know, they love Australia as well. So they're not like, it's not like they're a band who's never been and they're yep. going to cost a shitload because they don't want to, they're not sure about coming over here. Like they, they come over here at every, uh, stage they can and on every DVD they say Australia's their favourite place to go so like, and that's not that's not just the Australian version Dave. that's uh, everyone's version Corn. this is the hardest one so this, they're gone this is yeah Corn are gone uh, last one uh, the, my trump card on this one is simple Corn are only coming down for one show yeah uh, as a we, lot we, of money we've said this with Architects and you know when they when they initially said they were only going to do one show it, they're going to cost a lot because you know that you can't pay for a band to, you know to fly out for hours. Shit. Yep. Yeah, just for one show and fuck off. Like I, maybe it's in the contract that like maybe they wanted to only play one show. I doubt it. I really doubt it. Uh, so I, it would be on the contract for them. It's not smart business just doing the one show. Like you can make a lot of money doing well, two or three shows. Well, you know that, I mean? yeah, plus, can, the, plus the big one. I can understand that. I guess they just you know, their their logic is if we do, if we only have them for one show, people are going to have to buy tickets to this. So yeah, it has a reason. So, but what I have done is my my headliner will play side shows in okay. you know, Sydney, Brisbane. Probably, let's be honest, they, yep. only, they only do the East Coast anyway. They do, and it is going to be Avenged Sevenfold. This is I don't know how this is a known brainer. I have no idea why these guys wouldn't headline anyway. Wow, these guys haven't toured since 2014. They've got a new out. Al- they've had a new album out for what a, a year, maybe like a year under yeah, a year, maybe the stage. Yep, been out for ages. These guys are. The big, let's be honest, they're the biggest current metal band in the world. Yeah, and like they wouldn't like they while they would cost system was kind of just a bit too big for me. I thought they just would be a bit too much of a pretty penny. Yep, uh, so they're it, sitting way ahead of. The, yeah, the I, I think system, system would be going like I think system would cost around three to five hundred thousand. Can you imagine them in rage like on the same mm, bill? Like yeah, I know. those. That's like oh. the dream for any festival and probably Ramstein. Those three like that. You see those three all over the world posted. We want those three like. Imagine one day, but yeah, yeah. continue. Uh, so yeah, we've got a done really well, Nick. Uh, system would cost three to five hundred thou, and you know, according in two thousand thirteen, uh, fourteen, sorry, events were projected to cost a, a little bit over a hundred grand, while corn were projected to cost eighty five to one hundred twenty five grand. So I called them basically it's very similar. Yeah, very yeah. similar. And then with the one show, I'm sure events cost more now because they're a bigger band. Yeah, production so, values, uh, all that kind of and shit. Yeah, and yep. but with corn doing the one show, I've, I've, I've basically narrowed them out, and I've, I think cool. I've saved money throughout. So yeah, that that's so, my my lineup. Is Essentially, like final lineup, give it to us, man. Oh, mate, my final lineup. This is the greatest lineup of all time, I'd say. Uh, Avenge Sevenfold, uh, Lamb of God, Deftones playing around the fur and full, by the way, Nathan. Yep. Uh, Mastodon, Violent Soho, Gojira, Amon Marth, Enter Shikari, and Sum 41. I've changed the orders around a little bit because, yep. uh, like, as like you know, Viol- um, I feel like Enter Shikari should go below the big metal bands because I think yep. metal heads, I need to kind of appreciate my metal heads as well. Yep. Uh, Arch Enemy, Neck Deep, Wonder Years, oh, Pop Punk Kids, Sab- Sabaton, Carnival, Story so fast, Northlane, August Burns, Red, Trophy Eyes, Tonight Alive, Maximum the Hormone, Strayed the, from the Path, Code Orange. 
And then the uh, the local bands, Nail Blanskara, Ocean Grove, Psychroptic, King Parrot, Columbus, Clowns, Bellhaven, Cursed Earth, Alpha Wolf, and Fawn Hill. A lot more there, I'm telling you now. It's a much more consistent lineup. You've done very, very well. Oh, it's tough. It was tough to do. It was a lot of fun because they were like, I really want great, I want great a, concept. I want a trivium. I really want a trivium because yes. they, they just released an album. Makes perfect sense. I yep. want a bullet for my Valentine. Yep. But uh, to do that, and I didn't want to do two metal. Uh, you know, you kind of need to balance it out. And I was trying to target different demographics, and I wanted to have at least one pop punk band and one unified band yep. in the top nine to have their logo out, so Ooh. they could kind of stand out for the pack. And I think trivium would definitely be the download band, whereas Bullet can go either way with unify. Like, yeah, they, exactly. They have more crossover. Like you look at all the videos on YouTube at Bullet songs. Like they're a lot more popular in Trivium. So. Exactly, and I left. Uh, I've left like you know bands like Bear, uh, Bear Tooth. I left for the. Uh, uh, I, had I thought to... Twelve Foot Ninja might have got a mention. Oh, they, they could. They could jump on as well. They could be. Uh, they Potentially could be future. Uh, in the future. Yeah, Bear Tooth. I kind of went. You know, they can play. They can play Unify next year. Yep. Completely fine with me. I had them on at one stage. Hacktivist as well. Crossfaith as well. Like, there's a lot of Unify bands what that about I was kind sleeps. While she sleeps as well, but I think just because they toured recently, you know, like earlier. Uh, Early this year, sorry, that uh, they you know they need to have a bit more leeway between their next uh, their next day, and uh, yeah, that, that's what I got. But Nathan, I will move on because I'm, I'm very excited about that. I, I I did a poster and everything for it. It's fantastic. Yeah, look, shit, you've done very very well. Uh, we're gonna move on, Nathan. You reviewed an album. Uh, I did. This is a bit of a late review as well. You kind of jumped on it like a few I days ago, you. and uh, we're going for Glassjaw. We have. I have seen Glassjaw live once. Now. What were they? Apparently, they're very intense live. Is that that, that no, true? They weren't when I saw them. Oh, they like, weren't. Okay. No, I don't know why. I have heard that. That as well, I, they, I remember the New York, was, like kind of fucking hardcore punk. They, they were. I saw the last twenty something minutes before a certain uh, before another band came on, and uh, they were pissed off by the end because I feel like their their set got cut short, or oh, maybe okay. the band before them uh, went into their set a little bit, so yep. they had to cut a song or two short. So they weren't happy about that. But yeah, uh, they got a new album out. Let me know what it is, what it's like, uh, what's the album cover look like, because that's the most important aspect of any album. Pink. That's what you're going to look at first off when you see it. It's called Material Control, Nick Glassjaw. They are actually touring Australia in January next year around Unified time so they're playing at the Forum January 18 in Melbourne for anyone that are fans so actually uh, I'm I'm a fan Nick I I reckon you will thoroughly enjoy this album the the, the singer really really reminds me of Chino Marino from Deftones he's got a very very I'm not talking shit this band in moments reminds me a fuckload of Deftones so if like that's your kind of thing Check these guys out because this year's actually been kind of like a reprise of post hardcore because they were in that era with um at the drive-in who've actually released an album this year so yeah. that's that's kind of like everyone's um album of the year at the moment that, that growing up listening to them a lot of people like every all the album of the year like top tens I see at the drive-ins in the top five almost all of them so yeah. I, I actually think this album here so it's called Material Control again I think it is thereabouts with it I think it's just as good yeah but um. Yeah, very, very much um, Deftones in vibes. And also, they got um, very, very much... They're a New York City kind of hardcore band. That's how they kind of came up with being post-hardcore as well. So it's a bit of a throwback with, like... The singer, he's very diverse, Nick. He can scream, and he's got really good cleans. So they got that really, really cool um, crossover with that. But... um. Interesting fact, they're actual the, the Dillinger drummer. So now Dillinger have dispersed. Yes. So the guy's name's Billy Romer. So he actually played this album on the drums. And he, there like, you go. Yeah. These blokes, it's their first album in 15 years, Nick Brown. The wow. last album was in 02. So 15 years between drinks. So they, they've, they've maintained a very, very good following though. So really, really interesting album. And um, I think they're about, Nick. It's a top 10 to 20 album of the year. And I think you should all check it out because... Yeah, if, if you're into good music, you're into something a little bit different, like Glassjaw, like 
as Nick said, he's seen them. Probably wasn't a good night to see them, but yeah, from all not, reports, yeah. they are very, yeah. very good live. So I have heard that as well. Yeah, I, I think it'd be one of the definitely one of the, the better releases of the year. Standout track, Nathan. I need you to give me at uh, least the, one. The single Shira or Shira. I don't know what it's actually called. That was my favorite, and also Bible Land Six. I think you'll like that song. So. There's two to check out, but yeah, Material Control by Glassjaw. I like it, I like it. I'm, I'm going to have to check that out after this show. Yeah, you will. Uh, Nate, there was a kind of an, an announcement uh, recently uh, by by a local venue next. We're to, excited. You know, used to be a big deal. It did. I remember, I remember, do you remember In Hearts Wake at Next that time, Nathan? Oh, boys with Hellions. It was. It was a, and, uh, boys. And Hand of Mercy played as well. They did. What, yeah. a, what, what a lineup that what was. Line, that was good. I actually like that. And I still like Hand of Mercy. Bring them back. Uh, anyway, they, they've released a reunion, which is basically, it is the night before Unify starts. It's Ooh, the first day before. Shit. Maybe extending out the party of Unify. Because I, I tell you what, looking at this lineup, Nave. I'm oh, taking the Friday off this year, oh, Nick. You'd be proud of me. Mate, I, I'm going to be take. I have to take the whole week off just to build to this <laughs> oh, fucking geez. thing the way this is looking. Uh, we have Polaris headlining uh, with, with Young Lions Thornhill my boys oh. and a band called Better Half I haven't heard about them <laughs> so we'll have to do our research on yeah, those uh, boys and then uh, also you've got Behind Crimson Eyes A Burden who I will be seeing this weekend at Invasion Fest Ooh, exciting. and Graveview as well but the surprise here Nathan is that there is a secret international oh, headliner wow so that's the kind of the big thing about this who like, you'd expect it to be a unified band wouldn't you you would yeah Especially. Whoop, especially. Especially when you think the night before Unify, like they've announced Polaris who are also playing Unify. It'd be kind of kind of cool to have like, your, you get rid of all your, your cobwebs, big flight over. Why not? Unless you're going to have all your gear flown straight down the, the coast to, to Gippsland. But who knows? I, I, it's got to be. Like surely, if you get an international headline, who else is going to be around at that stage? Unless it is Glassjaw. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that, I, think they might, I highly doubt that. Yeah, I think they might be a little bit out in terms of dates. So I'm looking just, at the unified lineup. Who do you? Who would you? Well, I see. I if I had to put money on it, and like, I'm trying to work it out, like because I, I feel like going as an ocean, maybe going off the um, Polaris being the headliner. It seems like one stage is a bit heavier than the other. Yes. Uh, so I would go for a, probably a lighter band. But that being said, I'm looking at like yeah, a band like Four Years Strong, and I'm going, Jesus, that would be cool. Wouldn't that'd it? be sick, like, man. Imagine that. That'd be so good. Uh, like uh, you can't go too big maybe like a knuckle puck Australian they're not Australian are they no nah, bring them in they can go nuts like that nah, I've seen them. Wouldn't, wouldn't they work out like wouldn't they be a perfect kind yeah. of band to fit in like they're not too big like yeah I remember like joking about let's get architects in but like yeah wouldn't that be something oh, that, they're way too big yeah. I, I actually originally said sick to your guns but like you said they're probably a bit too big but band like four years strong I think are too big as well but yeah, yeah me a, band too. Like, a band like knuckle puck like a lot of people there love pop, pop punk so bang is consistently a like, you got lots of girls going that love their pop punk music, like all time low, that kind of thing. And Knuckle Puck fit that, fit that kind of bill. So, everyone, like, all the girls will go wild. The, yeah. the diehard, like us, that we will be a little bit disappointed seeing them. But it's a but, great gift for next. Like, but like, we, we have Polaris anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, well, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we won't be watching that. But, like, going there, like, it's, it's a bit, builds a bit of excitement, like, not knowing who it is. Like, obviously, the days leading up to it, there'll be a couple of leaks, but like that, they, that's half the fun rocking up. Oh fuck. Imagine if it is well, four years strong. They usually release the headline of the day of, and it's usually as it's like opening up the, the, uh, the show. So like, it'll be like nine o'clock or something yeah. like that. And they'll be like, okay, this band's headlining. And then everybody who's like, you know, people are or either already be going or then they'll decide to go because they're like, okay, this band's playing. That's sick. Like, you know, cause this might, you know, for people who don't go to Unify, this might be the only chance to see a band like knuckle park. And yeah, exactly. I, I think they're probably, the, I reckon they might be it. Now. If they, yeah, that, I think that, I've nailed it that's down. our pick. Yeah. Fuck it. 
it. There's no chance it's going to be anyone else. But I, I like the idea of but that Next is doing this. Like, it'd be cool to have that as a, a yearly thing just before Unify, bring yeah. back Next, have these bands on. It's kind of like a pre-party. And uh, it, like, I, you know what I'd love, Nathan, actually? Just go going a little bit off topic, but I'd love to see the bang the Saturday night during Unify to see how few people go. Oh, I'd, lo- be, I'd love, woeful, I'd, yeah, it? I'd love to see if it's just a ghost town because I, you know what, Nate? I'm skipping Unify next year. I want to say I'm, I'm doing it for the boys. I'm gonna, I'm doing it for my research. Are you sure? Are you gonna sacrifice it? Fuck no, you're God. a piece of shit. <laughs> greatest, greatest week. Don't even joke about um, that, Nathan. You want to? Yeah, I, 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 sometimes I hate you, Nathan. I no, this, this is hilarious. Thing. There's no way we couldn't talk about this on the show. Come on. This is my favorite offspring song of all time, Nick. No, and you, you tagged me in this fucking thing and. You, you I, gave me donuts. I did. Do you not even respond? Yeah, I don't. I never respond to bullshit. That's true. <laughs> I did hear this song before you tagged me and I was oh, I, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't fucking see it. And unfortunately, you did. Five Finger Death Punch recently did a cover of uh, the offspring song Gone Away. It's funny, I was listening to Gone Away probably about a week ago and I was like, God, this is actually a really kind of like emotional song, isn't it? Like it's like, the lyrics, I, man. Let's yeah, like, lyrics. I, like I always knew it was, but I guess because you're older now and you're kind of a bit wild. It's kind of it means a bit more to you. Like when you're 16, you just kind of sing it because you can sing it. But like you know, when you're 20, how old am I? 47, 20, yeah. 24. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and you kind of you know you kind of take it a bit in a different way. Uh, they yep. have done a cover, Nathan. Just give me your thoughts on it. Well, they've actually released a greatest hit. It's called a Decade of Destruction. So whether or not you're going to buy that, probably not. But um, Who's so they've gone five five finger death punch. Yeah, they've done yeah they've done a greatest hit. Yeah, legit. I'll show you. No, I'll show you. I'll, I'll, get it, I'll get it up right now. I'll get it up right no, now. I don't want it for the for the. The, um, the listeners out there, but they have done Gone Away. So obviously um, Disturbed nailed the Sound of Silence, which got played all over like radio stations around the world, became they, one of the biggest singles last year. I'm telling you. Did, did, they, did they nail mate, it? Go on, go on YouTube. Oh, I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, I know we're big, but did they nail well, it? That's what these they... blokes, I'm telling you now, they're thinking, <laughs> all right, we're going to go out. We're going to play fucking Gone Away. One of the greatest offspring songs of all time, Nick Brown. I don't care what you say. Well, it might... That is a fucking great song. But the problem, let me finish. These blokes have gone out and played it exactly the same way. The, the great part about Disturbed's cover of The Sound of Silence, they had their own unique take on it. Whereas this guy, like, it's an emotional song with the lyrics. Like, Ivan Moody, like, back in the day, I really used to love his clean voice, but and his emotion and shit. But now, like, the guy's been in fucking rehab about 12 different times. They've blo- <laughs> broken up on stage about 16 times. So, yeah. like, this band is like a fucking train wreck. But... They have a massive following, as you have seen in America. I went and saw them last year in Buddy Las Vegas, four places. So, yeah. really, it was cool to see that. But um, this cover, like uh, he sang it really well, but like I don't think he got into it enough, and I don't think it was the right choice of cover. Great song, but wrong choice by these blokes. I was the first thing I was interested by was they. I saw it because I think you you commented on it. It was like a metal sucks or something. Like one of those metal pages, wasn't it? Like that's what you that's what you tagged me on. Yeah, and uh, like those for anyone who hasn't seen like these metal sucks pages and that would be uh, like are the most toxic fucking uh, chat rooms of all time. Like the the comment section is just horrible. Yeah, and I never I never thought I'd see a metal metal fucking discussion that was kind of everyone was praising how good that song was by the Osprey, the original. And I was very surprised. Yeah, they by all it. said they absolutely loved the yeah, song. Yeah, it was yeah. really strange to me because that's like, half the reason I tagged you in it. You yeah, bastard. Oh, mate, I was I was so surprised. But the thing is, like, they do do like it's like a piano kind of cover for the most part on on this track. Oh, it is. Yeah. But like, but the but, thing is, the Osprey when they play it live, that's how they play it. The Osprey play it as like a piano cover. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So like it's yeah they do it basically they set it up like that so I, I don't know it's they've copied them I just don't like I just don't like it uh, in hard I was gonna say in hard way <laughs> you don't, don't like the five I just don't like it hard way go five uh, that's fair enough like, but um yeah it was interesting to actually hear one of our like our favorite songs kind of covered like that but um 
His voice is too like he, he sounds like he's putting it on. I don't know why. Like when he when he sings, you know, like when you see certain people sing, he's just like he's Scott just Stapp he's style. just trying to say, he's just trying to be yeah he's so over the top like and what he's saying yeah hundred percent yeah <laughs> like, like and it's just yeah like there's there's a reason why at Five Finger Death Punch are the Nickelback of metal and they get That's referred true. to as that like because they just are a bit of a basic bitch metal band or they're kind of, they're kind of that crossover they're like the hard they're a combo of hard rock and metal. That's why they kind of are so big because they're like for yeah. the hard rock fans they're kind of like the hardest rock band and for like the Low key metal fans, they can kind of they're like the weakest end of metal. It's like, like a yeah, it's like a day to remember with pop punk, like the hardcore fans, like that's their kind of softer band that they can listen to. Whereas a lot of people would say that's the heaviest music they listen to. So exactly. like yeah, they're, they're very much like that. But yeah, <sighs> moving on, moving on. Nathan, uh, unpopular opinion is back, of course. Yep. Uh, what la- have we got? <sighs> Nathan, yeah, there's something that. I hate a lot of things, Nathan. <laughs> there's a reason why... If, if they haven't figured that out by now. There's a reason why this, this segment will never die, because I can never like not think of something I hate in music. Oh, Christ. Uh, something, when I go to a live show, and uh, yo, I, I've, I've been to many in my day, I think I've been to over two, 250 or something like oh, that, Christ. notable bands, I think once I, once I add it all up. So a lot of shows, Nathan. And, That's uh, a shit ton of shows. I, and I reckon uh, there hasn't been one show that I've been happy, that I've been satisfied, that I've been, been content in helping a goddamn crowd surfer. Oh, I fucking hate him. Oh, fucking I fucking hate him. I hate Is this their unpopular opinion? Crowd surfing. I hate crowd surfing. I hate anybody who does it. Anybody who does it isn't worth my time unless there isn't there is a, okay, again, okay. again last on. week there was there was an exception. If what you, you do? if you live through that time period you could like the older stuff of Parkway and that unless you weigh about forty kgs yep. and you're and you're fucking you're, small. You're a tweak. They're, they're, Spike Dudley. I, I hate when I see these hundred and twenty kilo people Pull, like get hoisted up. I don't know who's hoisting them. Who's who's dumb enough to hoist them in the first place? Nathan, you stop fucking shaking I've, your fist. I've, don't you fucking hoist them. I have a greasy look. No, no, you piece of shit. <laughs> Who, I, like, why are these people going up? It's just the most. Like, it's dumb. It's just. It's just. I, I know. I know it's part of the concert. I know people might be like, oh, you know, if you don't like it, get out. It's like I don't. Why do I have to like getting boots in the faces? Because this is what people do when they get get crowd surfing, and uh, then they'll start kicking their feet and they kick people in the fucking head. Oh, they or, do. Or people like you know push a kid and they'll just land straight on the back of your neck and nobody else around you'll be helping. Like the amount of times that that's happened and I've had to get t- three people to help this guy off my back of my neck. It's it's horrible. It's it just is. it's just the shittest thing. And I love mosh pits and I love everything about that. But the thing about crowd and the other thing is oh. God, the best part about crowd surfing, Nathan, forgot about that, is when they, when they, uh, somebody gets them up, but there's nobody actually to catch them, or like nobody, like, there's, it's like one person, and then there's just a big hole, like a mosh pit, yeah. and then they just fall straight on their ass. I enjoy that part of it. If people, That's sensational. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and like, you know, when, when I see people fall, and it looks like they're going to fall on their neck or something like that, I'm kind of like, well, you know what? Like, you like, chose what, to do it. You chose to do it. You signed up for that. I do have to ask, have you ever? Crowd surfing. Never. I've never crowd surfed because I feel guys. like I, well, I'm six. What six three, six yep. two, six yep. three. Six three, six I'm, three. I'm too tall for it. I'm too tall. I don't want. You're not I, interested in doing I'm, it because no. you're not a fuck with. Because I'm not an asshole. And yeah. like, and the other thing is, and also I feel like you have to have a few screws loose to uh, crowd surf in the first place. Because mm. I'm too scared. The other thing is, I'm, I'm maybe I'm just a pussy because yeah, I ain't a pussy. Well, because like every time I start crowd, like if to think about any crowd surf and then like you know I'm, I'm rolling the dice here if security's even gonna fucking catch me. Yeah, what, exactly. if, what if they don't? What if they just push me over and I break my fucking head or like you know whatever? Yeah, fucking, yeah. Like, God forbid I do my shoulder again. Like, oh, that's, probably the, that, main, that's, that's probably the main that's reason I don't yeah. do it. But like, it's just one of those things. I think I, I feel like crowd surfing and like, it's annoying as hell when bands fucking go, oh, let's let's test these security let's get out. as much let's, as we can get up. Oh, and I'm just like, get on their shoulders. And I always just turn around and go, I always just kind of create a little circle around yeah. me and go like, come on, if you want to crowd surf, you're going to have to do it around me because I'm not fucking getting the back of the head kick. Like, <laughs> we face the other <laughs> yeah, opposite way. Yeah, like that, the only exception is if you don't weigh much. Like if you don't weigh much, I can handle you. Like yeah. you're okay. But like, I feel like 
like there needs to be a cutoff. Then realistically, there needs 85, to be 85, 80 kilos. I reckon less. I reckon if you, I reckon 70, 75 oh, max, seventy five maximum, uh, and you need to be under six foot. There you go. There's, yeah, that's there's fair. under six foot, seventy five kg. If you're over that, you're too big, and yeah, or, and, don't bother. and age as well. If you're if you're over the age of 18, you shouldn't be fucking crowd surfing. Let's be honest. I'll, like, I'll, I'll go up to grow, 25. Grow yeah. up. Grow up. Oh, <laughs> grow up. You, There's next take. It's like, pe- it's like people who wear like uh, AFL jerseys like with nothing else on it. I, my dad used to always tell me, he's always like, if, you, if you're wearing a jersey with nothing else to a footy game over the age of 18, you're a fucking loser. Grow the fuck up. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's, that's, my, that's my thing on mosh pits as well. That's my thing on crowd surfing. If you're going to do it, do it and you cut off at 18, 18th birthday, you do your last crowd so last hurrah yep and then you can fuck off into the wilderness and be and be a normal person like me boy, anyway, boy. moving on Nathan. we do have another uh, single don't we we got one we got one more single for you uh mice and men really recently released a song called defy it's that it was you know i tell you what like i was saying before like they've lost kind of their stocks dropped big time well it you know to kind of put it in something like, you know i had to kind of tell you that the song was even a thing and it kind of shows yeah, like true. you know we did we don't really care and i the only reason i saw it was because it was in my suggestion on youtube and like if i didn't see that it wouldn't be on like there's no way I would listen to this. And uh, uh, overall, Nate, thoughts on the song? Uh, good riff, but didn't think much of the song at all. I thought it's just okay. There's no real wow factor behind it. Like they are building towards their new release, but like there's no use to uh, there's no use overdoing it. I don't think. I don't think you should just release songs just for the hell of it. I don't think this song was really good enough to say oh like to actually sell it to fans. So like it, if you're actually releasing an album, the whole point of a single is to get people amped and excited. So like. I still remember back in the day when In The End was released as a single for Linkin Park. I don't know if it was before the album, but if you hear a yeah. song like that before an album, you're fucking, you're pumped. Or like, buddy, just a, a, a big song. So like, While She Sleeps released Hurricane. And like, when I heard that, I was like, I'm going to buy the album anyway, but that song's fucking killer. So yeah. like, I'm not going to look, like, look at this album when they release it and look at Defy as like a, a groundbreaking fucking, wow, I've got to go buy this album song. I just think it was very meh, very average and yeah. Meh. Yeah, it kind of sums up what uh, Mice and Men are kind of doing. I don't think any song of Mice has really blown me away in any sort of like it's just Not kind in a while, of, yeah. they're just kind of there. And I like uh, maybe I'm like I'm proper opinion for the future would be like I really like Restoring Force. I kind of look I look back on that a lot fonder than what I what I probably should. But the album after that was Mare as well with yeah. Austin, like their last album. Yeah, exactly. So, and now like, and now it's just kind of I don't, I don't know. I I feel like they're you know it's it's kind of like these kind of bands like you know you had these Mice and Men and even like an Ask Alexandria. Kind of always kind of put them in the same kind of realm. No, the same kind of era. Well, because they're like you know, mice and men are a touch a, a below data. Remember, and asking Alexandria a touch below. Um, bring me like that's kind of yeah. you know they always had they had someone above them to kind of aspire to be. And they and let's be honest, they were looking at those bands going, we could be as big as them. Yeah, we want to be, but there. they never will be. Like they're no. they're, they're going to fall off. I'd be surprised if they were a band after their next album drops. If they're if they're a band in two years' time, I'd be very surprised. Okay, very interesting. Nathan, uh, we're going to finish things off. We're finishing big. We're going to finish big. Uh, we're going to do the flashback. We're now, if I, we, we always, okay. like, this is, of course, you know, you get to go back in time and kind of, you know, pick a point or pick a band or pick a something like festival lineup, a, a, a gig that you went to yep. or whatever. What, what have you gone for today? Well, it's actually when you sent, you gave me a little sneak peek, guys, of his download re-release. And when he did actually name Avenged as the headline act, I said, what better way than to flashback to the album Nightmare? So I really think that was a defining moment in Avenged Sevenfold's history because... So obviously, Cold Nightmare, they had Mike Portnoy filling in for Rev or filling in for the drums after Rev died. So this is a part yeah. and a point in Avenged, like their, their life as a band. 
It's a real like turning, like, not not a turning point. It was a defining moment. So Rev obviously passed away through heart failure. The drummer, backup singer, integral member of the band, and for them to come out and nail this album the way they did after all that happened, and it still like stands up now. Like I actually think post-release of this album, the, the music hasn't been the same. It, it's been kind of missing that creative element. So obviously M Shadows and the, um, and yeah, well, he's the boss, I'd say, of the band. But like losing Rev, having a guy that could play piano, drums, and guitar, and write songs, I don't think they've been the same, Nick. I don't think they've ever kind of responded from that. But this album, dude, as a whole, like you look at the look at a couple of the songs, you've got Nightmare, you got Buried Alive, you got God Hates Us, Welcome to the Family, So Far Away, just five of the songs, you got Victim, Songs like that, and then Fiction, the last song that The Rev ever actually sung on, which is kind yeah. of eerie. But, like, as a whole album, like, what is it? It's a really long album, but it's an album that you, you can't stop listening to once you listen to it. Got a great cover, really cool-looking cover. And, yeah, uh, looking back on it, uh, I've, I've really... Like, it's fond memories, but sad memories. And, like, going on, it's probably a top 10 album of mine of all time. It is, uh, it's one of those things with, uh, like, you know, you never know what could have been after, you know, the Rev obviously passed. What did he pass off? They say it was natural causes, didn't they? They said heart failure. Yeah. Heart failure. Yeah. So, mm, complications. Know, heart complications. Sounds like a drug overdose. Like, oh, they, big, they do yeah. that to every rock star usually. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's one of those things, like, you go, like, after that, they're never the same. It's kind of hard. You can never predict what bands were going to do. Maybe this was their plan. You know, as as we have said in the past, Avenged had a three-album plan they did. Know, way back. So maybe they had another three-album plan, you know, planning up for this, you know, for uh, Hail to the King or yeah. or the stage. Like, you know, it's so true. It's, it was. It was it's, but the album itself was just maybe, maybe it was because it was, like, the first album that I, like, when we were fans of Avenged, they released. That was the first album that I think when, you know, when I got into them, the uh, self-titled had already been out. They already done City of Evil, Wake of the Fallen and that and those are great albums yep. but I understand like you know City of Evil is kind of one of those ones everybody thinks is their best I don't know why yeah, I'm the same I feel like it's a really I, good album but it doesn't great, stand out it's as a great much album. as this Beast one. Nile it's fantastic Trash and Scattered it's fantastic oh, stop it. Backcountry's overrated but that's okay um, <laughs> but this album I just think front to back is, is by far their best work I really do I feel like this is just this is something on like you know, this is the best transition album maybe ever you know like there's always that band and I'm like you know I've, I've said it before but like you know, Muse with the Resistance before they really kind of uh, went kind of commercial and yep. like Linkin Park with A Thousand Sons, but like uh, Min- uh, Minister Midnight, sorry. Minister Midnight, yeah, yeah. Minister Midnight. That was a great album as well, but that was their start of them transitioning Bring over to, like, to real. Yeah, exactly. Like these albums, like that can be really great, but, yep. but you know, you can tell deep down that they're going a different route with this album. They're, gonna, they're kind of, they're just slowly going over instead of just doing one big massive jump. Uh, Nath, I, I, you know, this was a tough one to kind of pick yeah, a song on. pick one song from this album uh, is very, very hard. Like I've got, like I, I actually think, you know, and my favorite songs off that was probably like Natural Born Killer was always one of my favorites because yep. it's so underrated. Same with Victim as well. I know you said that, that that's something that I always absolutely love. Victim for some reason just had a real good vibe to it, and I still listen to these songs every now and then. I, you know, it's it's just great. But I, I think I think we've agreed. I think we've agreed on uh, something in particular, a song in particular, Nathan. That I think's our favorite. Uh, yeah, song, song of all time. Yep. Uh, this is Avenged Sevenfold. This is God Hates Us.
Nathan. I also I, I did I, I forgot to mention on my uh, on my download lineup, uh, Ven Sevenfold are required contractually to play that song six times. <laughs> <laughs> How do they not play that song live anymore? Like, uh, that I don't is... think he can sing it. Maybe that's no, the he only can. thing. Well, he can. He can. He has to be able to. Like, yeah, surely. He, like people, he's he's done other like he you know he does unholy confessions yeah, every time. But he doesn't have to scream it. He does his own little version of. It. He does that kind of weird scream sing anyway. He does. You're right. <sighs> What? Disappointing by Avenge that I'd be much better off if they would play that song live. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Backbone Sunday sessions. The beers are still flowing, the cricket's still going, and the music will never stop. Nathan Cusserson, it's been great. Thank you guys for listening, and we we will see you next week.